to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, topics, stipulations. First down, played it. Presenting topics for kind, easy to time, braid it. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. And a day that's all about love. We're talking about the complete opposite. Let's think about this. In the NFL, a league that's a quarterback-driven league. And there's no love for the quarterbacks. There's so many quarterbacks that are going to be possibly on the market this year. But we'll also talk about the best fits for those quarterbacks. What's best for the New York Giants this upcoming draft? And Joe Burrow to Cincinnati, is that a lock still? And the Bears and the Bucks, what do they do with their quarterback situation? No loves from the quarterback. And speaking of no love, you ain't going to get no love from your peers. And I'm talking about the Houston Astros. And yesterday, we finally got to hear the much-anticipated press conference. And we are actually being joined today by this special guest and the usual, the great Joe Aguirre, the Yankee diehard, the host of the road call, Joe Aguirre. We're going to talk about it all because, well, it's been going on for quite some time. You know the whole thing. The much-anticipated press conference that really, well, didn't do anything for the Houston Astros. It's a complete joke. The whole situation, Jim Crane, Jose Altuve, Alex Bregman, and the great Justin Verlander, the big mouth Justin Verlander who wants to keep quiet. But I want you to listen to what Jim Crane had to say yesterday. And you could hear he didn't know what he was going to say. So we're going to just just listen to his voice and just listen to I mean, the nonsense that he was spewing yesterday. Jim, sign stealing is a distinct advantage for the hitter. So how is it that it doesn't affect competition? So then what are you guys apologizing for? Um, we're apologizing because we broke the rules. But isn't sign stealing a distinct advantage for the hitter? So doesn't it automatically impact competition? It, it, it could possibly do that. It could possibly not. Okay, guys. Meanwhile, 55 seconds before that whole thing, this did have, have not any impact on the ALCS in 2017. And like I said, Joe Aguirre is here. And we talked about this when this first came out. And this is just as Yankee fans. And we're Yankee fans. And nowadays, people always want to complain or hate the bad guy, hate cheaters, right? I've seen a lot of people that have been on Facebook or Twitter and have like, I guess Astro fans and we always want to bash the Patriots and we always use the term luck. I don't care what anybody says. The Houston Astros are the luckiest team in the history of sports that they got away with this. And Rob Manfred, I wish that somebody would go up to him and let him go because I think Rob Manfred has already been a terrible commissioner for baseball for not handling or doing the right thing with this whole situation. And he dropped the ball on it. And then you see this press conference, the much-anticipated press conference, and you really don't see anything different. I think it almost hurts them because it just came off Alex Bregman, Jose Altuve. They're going to use it as motivation. It just came off as, and like, we're here because we have to. 
if they never got caught, we're not talking about this. This is never happening. None of this. There's no suspensions. There's no AJ Hinch is still the manager. Carlos Beltre and Alex Cora. They're all still managers right now. If this doesn't get this doesn't get broken, and it's just a complete joke. And I think the MLB. We always want to talk about the integrity of baseball. What is the integrity of baseball after this? abomination and the way they handle this whole thing joe i know we've talked about it and we got into it before the show and we're both we're all ticked off about it we're pissed off about it it's frustrating so you see that you see the press conference give me a take Look, i mean what, what do you have to say about let, let me start by saying i i love baseball i know you do i love baseball it's your favorite I'm, a, sport. I'm a yankee fan that that's my that's my vehicle of baseball all three of us are. but i love i love the sport itself and if this were the Yankees, I would be livid about it. And I got to give Patriots fans credit because they understand why we all assume that the Patriots are always cheating. They get it now. They don't even, they're like, well, all right, well, that one was, that one wasn't. You, you know what I mean? So uh, insincerity is, is all I could think of yesterday. Jim Crane uh, basically saying don't, don't blame the players. They should be absolved of that. Uh, what, what are you even talking about? The idea that, that, first of all, for anybody who thinks not knowing what pitch is coming, the, the idea that that wouldn't be extremely helpful, that doesn't mean you're going to bat a thousand. But man, if, right, if you're, if you're sitting on like a fastball and I drop, I don't know, a 72 mile an hour curveball, 12 to 6, got no chance of hitting that. It definitely brings the percentages up. They had, these are major league batters, okay? This is not minor league. This is not you, me, and Joe Schmo down the street playing softball in the backyard. These are professional hitters. This is what they do for a living. So are they going to hit a home run every at bat? Absolutely not. But the percentages are go up increasingly knowing that, hey, listen, I got a 95-mile-an-hour fastball coming down the middle. I can prepare for that. Or I got that slider, 85-mile-an-hour slider that's going to backdoor me. I can keep my hands back, keep my weight back on my back foot, and generate the power like Altuve did. When that's And you know what? That's hilarious because that's exactly what you're talking about. In my head, I'm like, 2-1, that's a fastball count. Mm -hmm. And you're seeing on a, on a slider. That's interesting. You see the Yankees, they've, they've, they've come out and, and, and kind of just said that it's BS, it's bogus. They know they were cheating. Around the league, you could just... And I said this when this first came out. And Joe, I think, you started, I think you're starting to come around to me and saying, I think this team deserves a postseason ban. I don't care. Call me crazy. Call me whatever you want. I don't care. This team deserves a postseason ban. And for anybody that thinks, oh, it will never happen, trust me. With the way players are voicing their displeasure on social media and how you've already heard people, oh, they're gonna people are gonna go after these team. They're gonna be booed. Why not think that these play these the players association wouldn't agree with it? I mean, uh, to think how does this team get rewarded for what they did? And Ted, when we first talked about this as well, I can't believe you even compared this to the steroid and the Pete, Pete Rose thing because this is one of this is the worst thing to ever happen in baseball. It's one of the worst things yeah, to happen in sports because uh, yeah, of the but fact when I was in high school seeing Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and Rafael Palmeiro in front of Congress, okay, on national television. This wasn't just ESPN. This was on ABC. This was huge, okay? That's not and, bigger than this. And it was multiple players throughout the league, and they were cheating the game as individuals. 
individuals. I understand now where you're coming from because not only did they cheat the game as players, they cheated other teams from victories. And we can extend this as Yankee fans. How do we not know Altuve's MVP that season is it's real? It's tainted. It can't be tainted. You can make the legit argument that Joe, that Aaron Judge, I was going to say Joe Judge as a Giant fan, <laughs> but Aaron Judge. <laughs> Remember, we got two judges now in New Love York, it. baby. That Aaron Judge didn't deserve now more so the MVP. And, and we're Yankee fans, so we're speaking from a Yankee standpoint. And that's why it's more hurtful because if, you know, if we said, hey, the Red Sox lost to them, in the, we, maybe we wouldn't feel so hurt. I would still be ticked off because you're cheating the yes, game. But, you're but cheating more the so game. now. Though. You're cheating to win a championship. You're not cheating to win a game. You're cheating to win a championship. It's a massive difference. I know the steroid act was bad. Pete Rose, what he did. But to... To dictate championships, winning a championship, it's just, look, it's the number one. You can't I've do said that. this before, and I'll say this again. You're talking about Pete Rose. You're talking about a guy who broke Ty Cobb's record. And yeah. there were people who didn't who didn't feel Pete Rose was worthy of the all-time hits record because he played like 94 seasons of baseball. Played a really long career. We don't like compilers, generally speaking. Absolutely. We had a, we had trouble with the with the steroid era because and I've said this before of Bonds and McGuire and Sosa and what they did to cherish. Well, Maris's record they broke they broke stones because they said, hey, Bear, uh, Babe Ruth, Ruth did it in 154 games. You're playing in a longer season. I remember in the sure, movie, but they would have found of course a reason other than than games if, if it had been a 154 game schedule. We 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 have certain things we just hold like hallowed. And when they're messed with, this is why. But especially in baseball, so though, more than any other listen, sport, though, Joe. Here's why somebody from San Diego right now or from Milwaukee or from Tampa is like, I don't see what the big deal is because they don't understand what winning a championship is. And it didn't impact their it team. It didn't impact their no team impact or their, their season, team. so they don't care. The idea almost that it was against the Yankees I think for some fans and some people, they actually kind of enjoyed that that's how it happened. 18 games they played in the 2017 postseason, nine home, nine road. Home OPS, 862. They scored 51 runs. On the road, 632. They scored 27 runs. Jim Crane, huge impact. It had a huge impact. That You're talking about a mediocre baseball player and a superstar. That's the difference between impacts. That's an insane and ridiculous thing for You just sound like an say. idiot by yes. saying that that says it has no impact. Just admit it. Listen, we're Yankee fans, so we've dealt with controversy over the for our whole history of Yankee fans, okay? The Pettit thing, Clemens, A-Rod. You can go back for years and years of stuff. But the reason why Pettit gets the, the benefit of Dallas is like, listen— I screwed up. I took steroids for this reason, this reason, and this reason. And we're like, all right, you still you still have anger, but you then you can have forgiveness down the road. Look at Jason Giambi. Go ahead, bro. Pe no. People wanted Jason Giambi in the Hall of Fame at the end of his career because he apologized for it because he said he was wrong to do it. Now Isn't look at Clemens. If Clemens apologized with contrice, with with some remorse and just say, listen, I was an older guy. I was using a performance enhancer to make sure that I could perform at a high level. People would respect that because 
who wouldn't try to maintain or make their career last longer if they could get by? And that's what bugs me the most about that. As you say, remorse. You see how Tuve, who's, I mean, he's. Did you see the LA Carlos Correa was the only one that see, I actually took did you seriously. Did see um, LA Times or the LA News? They had oh the Astros whole, cheater. Yes, mm, and it, you see him and Bregman coming, and it just comes off as no remorse. It's just they're just doing it because well they have to. If they didn't come out and apologize, then how bad? How much worse does it look on the organization? They came out and, and Altuve spoke for like two minutes. For the guy that's been the one pretty much accused of doing this, holding his shirt, and yeah, and all that. Thank God for their press conference inside. Thank God for the press conference. It does, no, no, not the press conference, but it there, still doesn't help. You know what I'm saying. No, I know, but it still doesn't help. It was help a them. little bit better. It the, was how, a little how, bit how much? The how whole much? PR thing. Like, if you were Joe, a little how, bit. How much, do, how much does it help them? It, they answered questions. It makes a big difference because well, we would be killing them like we killed Jim Crane because his press conference was a disaster. There's a picture online. I saw someone posting. You could see the PR guy in the, in the background. He's like closing his eyes because they looked ill-prepared. It looked like a high school student who didn't study for the test and just went in there and was like, I'm going to try to look over someone's shoulders for answers. He, he stuttered. He had multiple pauses in his answers. He didn't look like it was prepared, okay? If you knew this was coming, right, and you know what the impact is going to be, you know every major sports reporter, and maybe other networks, CNN, are going to broadcast this, would you not prepare a statement, would not prepare answers, not quick question? I know if Joe and me were doing something, he would give me every hard question that you would prepare for because you have to be expect expect the unexpected and when you i learned this in football when you expect the unexpected you're not surprised well there was going to be nothing unexpected they were going to come after them they were going to ask him the normal he was i got the sense that they met and discussed it for the first time the night before as a group the night before he said an hour they had an hour press conference I, i i i strongly believe that they got together as a team decided altuve and bregman would speak with mr crane and that would be how it would go down. And it's, it was uh, it was not it didn't it obviously didn't go over well, Trevor. No, it do, it doesn't it didn't help them at all. He, I don't think he, it helped them at all. They expressed remorse afterwards. They seemed to take a little more responsibility. Jose Altuve said, you know, what we did was wrong. Doesn't make us bad people. What bothers me well, is it makes you cheaters, though. And so it's hard to say that a cheater's not a bad person. Well, you know, again, you ask about the integrity of the game. Well, the integrity of the game's going out the window every time another one of these scandals happens. Yeah. And, and, and you do have the to worst question. Of all, and this is the worst of them all. Sure, you do have to question what, what Altuve did. Again, for anybody who does who who would look at the steroid era or the, the cocaine or the quaaludes from the 70s and 80s and, and think that these are on the same level as the Black Sox scandal or, or this, this is affecting the championships. I mean, how do you think Las Vegas feels about this? Well, maybe they were in on it. I don't know. <laughs> uh, somebody know. must have well, known. Here's, a, hey, here's another point to this story. You got a Blue Jays pitcher who had his suing the Houston Astros because the two games he pitched against them, he had an ERA of over five. And he hasn't. And then he got dropped down in the minors and hasn't pitched in the majors ever since. Now, we don't know if he just isn't that good. You know, he had, a, I believe, if I might be misquoted, but a 9-18 record as a starting pitcher. 
So he really wasn't that great of a pitcher. But those two games, really, because of what had occurred, he got sent down. He hasn't been back up. We Listen, we don't know. You know, we're just talking about the games. And as Yankee fans, you know, what could have been the impact? But what could have been the impact on other guys' careers, other guys' stats, awards? The thing, the thing that ticks me off about this whole thing is that when this first came out and they had the reporters come up, to Bregman and stuff like that. Oh, well, it was in the report. The The report came out, and now they're apologizing. It just seems – it's just so fishy, and it just – I just think it's comical. I just think it's comical because I just don't see any remorse. I don't see any truth to it, and they still – the players still, Bregman, Altuve, have not come out, especially Altuve, who I think is like the main culprit of all the players, still hasn't come out and said, yes, we cheated. They still haven't come out and said the truth. We're still waiting for that. Think about Barry Bonds, what a great player he was, and how much better he was with steroids. He was already a great player Think without Jose him. Altuve not knowing what pitch is coming. Pretty good hitter. Mm-hmm. Jose Altuve knowing what pitch is coming. Unhittable. Wow. He's unhittable. Yeah. No wonder they got hit 400 at home. And then another guy that I like to say is Justin Verlander because he's the one. He's always the one that's coming out when there's something. Juice balls, calling out teammates, calling out reporters back in Detroit. And then guess what? You get something like this. Oh, this is not for me to say anything. Oh, okay, Mr. Big Mouth. You don't want to say anything, huh? Yep. You look You look like a clown. You look like a clown, he, Justin he Verlander. Talked about, I'm he talked about domestic violence, but when the Houston Astros signed uh, Osuna... There was, no, the there was no And that's comment. another thing. This organization, what they've done in the past, the moves that they've done, and then this is like the icing. How about that guy who ridiculed that woman? And then got fired or previous in the post. It was this, it was this past yeah. and, 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 I, and then Osuna with the Osuna thing. I just want to make, I just make just, a statement and then I'll let you show. We've learned in life it starts from the top. You know, you don't blame kids, you blame the parents. Because you. The parents yeah. are supposed to be the leaders. They're the impact on these kids. They're supposed to make a difference. If you're Jim Crane, you are the leader of this organization. Sorry, you are the owner. By definition, you are the leader. Supposed he to threw A.J. Hinch and the fellow GM under the bus. He said uh, the, it wasn't the player's fault. They, they should have had better leadership. Oh, I didn't know this was going on. Are you kidding me? First of all, this is how it started. You had a camera behind with the trash can. So you were banging on it. Mm-hmm. All right? You got caught. So you're like, all right. You had to go to something That was else. the first year. Yeah. Okay? Instead of just walking away, and maybe that would have got pushed on the rug and we would have made a big deal, you came out the second year and you did something else. Whistles. Because you, you figured we got to keep maintaining this. And I be- truly believe this, that if they did not get caught, and this wasn't pushed out by Mike Fears, the pitcher now on the Oakland A's, they might be trying something or doing something else differently because with technology, there's always a way around, you know, there's always a gray area. There's always a gray area. And, my, and the last point I wanted to make was there was a Washington Post article that came out recently this week. I sent it to Trevor. I should have sent it to you too. Alex Cora and Dave Martinez had a conversation before the World Series. David I don't Martin- know if you saw oh, it. David Mar- okay. Dave Martinez. I might have said David. I apologize. Alex Cora gave Dave Martinez a heads-up about the Houston Astros scandal. And I just found it absurd and weird because he knew about the... Th- Why would you... Oh, it's almost like you were ratting on the previous team, but they had a conversation about it. And look it. They were undefeated playing in Houston. Would we all agree Houston's the better team between them and the Nationals? Yeah. 
So doesn't it not seem like that, not including hold on. this? When you consider, yeah, when you consider the three games that they won in overall, the Houston Astros were the better team, but they didn't win. Sure, I mean, if if things had held true, they would have won all the games in Houston as they always do. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if somebody was able to decode what they were doing, so that the garbage cans are happening, but we know better. And so there's basically an audible between pitcher and catcher when you hear in the garbage can. And this is another thing. I mean, uh, I, I'm, a, I'm imagining something something of that nature. Now, you mentioned the Blue Jays pitcher earlier. 20 of 29 pitches he threw there were garbage can bangs. That's pretty telling. The worst game Luis Severino had in 2017, he gave up nine hits against the Astros. What's it's tough enough in to Houston. Del Batances gave up four runs in a game once. In 2017, guess where it happened? Houston. Houston. I mean, there's, there's, if, if it didn't have any impact, there's a lot of explaining to do here. There is a lot of explaining to do. Justin Verlander said when he got to the Astros, he understood what was happening, and he should have said more. And by he should have said more, what he means is he should have said anything or something. Anything or blinked is, yeah. really hard when people asked about anything. Trev, and, and my question is, if it didn't have an impact on the game, then why were you doing it? What was the point? What was and the why point? hiding it at such great lengths to hide it and to change it? And, and, and I love what people said, you know, when they try to back it up. Listen, cheating is cheating. Now, I understand the other part. If you were speeding on the highway 90 miles an hour and you were cutting through traffic or you, or you stuck, stuck a candy bar out of a gas station, they didn't catch you, would you call the police and rat on yourself? Probably not. Let's no, be honest. Not. The only reason why this press conference or any of this is happening is because a, a former pitcher came out. And then this story, they thought this story was really going to go away. This story is not going away. Not today, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not for the whole season. And I looked at and I looked and I didn't realize this. I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm, I thought about this yesterday. I go, you know what? I want to go to the Yankees-Astros games this yeah, year. I, I didn't oh, realize. Yeah. Well, September. guess what? The first time the Yankees play the Astros at Yankee Stadium, because I'm not drive- going to Houston, is September 21st. So all Yankee fans, September 21st, let's come loud, let's come proud. Oh, well, you know that's going to happen. Anywhere they go this year. You is heard going- the it- L.A. Dodgers home series. Houston starts on the road in at the L.A. Angels. Stadium. Yeah. 10,000 Dodger fans have already bought tickets for the game. You nice. think you think be, to, to cheer That's the great. Angels? You think they're here to cheer the Angels or to Listen, this team has no idea what they're in for here's a co- when the season here's comes. Here's a couple other things and we were getting into it before the show even and we both I think me and you were in agreement and you were different. And that was there should be no champion that year. And this has happened in other sports, and I know nobody likes to see a, a no contest, almost no champion that season, because what are you playing? Well, that's the only you way ult- to hurt the players, you ul- though. You ultimately play for championships. How do you hurt the players? I know then? that. You ultimately play for championships. Punishing but, all of the but, other teams. But look at, but hold on. You've seen it in college football. You've seen it in the NBA. You've seen it in all other sports. I don't like it in other they, sports. They, I know, but it happened. I never understood. So, I never understood the coach to take away the wins. So like, going to take wins away. Sure. Look, there should be no champion. What did that? There have should to do not be. Words? There should be no champion. But, but how they, is that not punishing all the other teams? Here, here's the thing. Because in, in 2017, there was somebody who just missed the wild card. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. 
And 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 if the if the Astros weren't cheating, who knows how many games they would have won. So who knows what other team got didn't even make the postseason. They're not even thinking about like, well, we could have they're not even thinking about it in that way. It's not fair to all of the teams that participated fairly and and lost out to that team or to be the Dodgers. To me, I don't think you can vacate. I don't like vacating titles. Somebody had to be the champion. And on the field, it was the Astros. You can, if you're going to vacate it, then you give it to the Dodgers. Because then you're going to have to vacate Boston's. The right, the only, the only uh, World Series, like that '95 World or the the '94 World Series. 94. Ah, I look at the record, but I'm just going to vomit. It's weird. It's a weird. I don't who, want who that. Won the World so, so, and I don't like vacating national championships again. So, you don't get it. The next guy up should get it. That would make more sense. I am in, in agreement with you on this. That I think a postseason ban is extremely deserving for the Houston Astros. I said this when this first came out. They You're were, right. They, they were listen. very light. Manfred was very light on this punishment, and that's why I think he should get a lot of criticism around the league, which he has. Yeah, I, I told you I, I, was, I was not for that, but now I am. Now that I know the, the, the breadth and the scope of what happened, what they did, how, how detail-oriented it was— and, and and then to see nobody accepting responsibility. A.J. Hinch was like, well, they were doing it. I I should have said something. Verlander, well, I knew what they were doing. I should have said more. I mean, you were gaining a benefit from it. And 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 you were um, like kids. You were like, whoa. Now, maybe it wasn't getting the, away with it. Now, maybe it wasn't the whole good. team. And maybe it was a few guys. But still, it was enough to make a difference. That's what makes for it worse. That's what makes it worse is that hard to tell who's who because everybody well, hit pretty well. Here's my thing, and I'm sorry, Trevor. I I want to just make this point because maybe it'll stem to your other point. Is you've talked about this one when this first came out about the Altuve and the buzzer thing and holding the jersey, right? Now I don't know if any Yankee fans saw it, but Gary Sanchez probably had the quote of the year on this. He goes, "If I hit the walk off home run and get my team to the World Series, you could rip my pants off." Okay, <laughs> it's just. I find it a little weird with total exuberance because when he hit that, I remember the heartache as a Yankee fan. It was like, yes, we were texting oh. that night. I always said, ten minutes because we pre ten minutes previous, we we're like, here we go, we're gonna, we're so gonna come back and win the game. The you homer, right? And then yeah. ten minutes later, we're like, it's over. So yeah. when he hit the home run, I mean, that place exploded. Okay, yeah. and you hear the choo choo and whatever. To hold the jersey purposely because you don't just hold the jersey, right? And then not only to not stay on the field to celebrate, but you had to go downstairs. Change real quick and then come back out like right like that's just not normal he's behavior first, in acceleration. He's the first guy to celebrate by taking his shirt off with a big home run just, and then something like this happens. That's just not normal behavior. Like I know that's like hitting the Ted, game winning three in the national championship or something, and you knew, and then you run back in the locker room and then you come back like that. Just Ted, does, that just I, doesn't happen. I've my, never seen here's that. Here's my before. reason why this they should seriously consider a postseason ban because this team, this organization has had multiple opportunities to tell the people that they cheated. A.J. Hinch, for goodness sake, had an interview last week, never said anything. They just had a press conference yesterday. Didn't really say anything towards we cheated. Even after the press conference. He wouldn't conference. use the word Even cheated. after the press conference. The and even when they had, when the report first came out, and reporters were there. They had multiple opportunities to say that they cheated, and not one time did they mention the word cheated. So, what else do you have to do? 
what the hell is draft picks going to do for a team that's always at the top, that's always in World Series contention the past th- five years? What does that do for a team? Nothing. What does that do to lose five million dollars? Nothing. Not to a billionaire. It's chip exactly. change. My yes. point. Nothing. You send a postseason ban, you send a message. And Rob Manfred, you were soft on him, and Rob Manfred should get criticized. And I'm glad Trevor Bauer came out and criticized Rob Manfred. Our butter uh, Sander Arroyo Sanchez just said that Cody Bellinger has also come out and ripped Manfred. Now, I did Good, not see that. Because Rob Manfred is soft. I guarantee if Bud Seeley's there, he's, he's dropping the hammer. I would hope so. But, he, but he, yeah, you would hope I so. Mean, can I, just can I make a no, but I just think Rob Manfred is a soft. But is it I most commis- soft? Is it most commissioners are? Because would something I, like this now? Well, Bart Giamatti wasn't. Well, I, and, I, and, I, and the reason why I say with that, something like this, the reason why I say that is like, I'm not taking away from what we're talking about. But the Miles Garrett thing, he's already been reinstated. Okay, I think a lot of people. It might be 50-50, maybe a little bit more, where he they think he still should be suspended, Trev, and. They very let him go. There's other guys. Assault, brother. There's other guys that have done things that the that the NFL has screwed up on, and because of like the Ray Rice thing, they had to come back and was like, yeah, okay, the four games is not good enough. We we realize we screwed up. We have to get much like these I commissioners think, have become soft. I'm because. really interested. Here's what's gonna re- really be a telling story, I think, for me personally too is. How do they handle this Red Sox thing too? Because we've been so We're hard still on the, waiting. That, that was been, supposed to come out two weeks ago. We've been what so, are you doing, Rob Manfred? We've been so hard on the Astros. What is going to? What be are going you doing, Rob Manfred? You're going to save them? I, I think they're sitting on it because this it's. Is blown, this is. Blown I think up it's so weak. They, they don't want two stories going up. I think it's teams. weak. What they're going to do with the Red Sox, and I think that really? they're hoping to get get through the Houston thing. Maybe you drop it today. Maybe you drop it late afternoon today, ride it into the weekend, and then you got you got like spring training starting next week. All I know is this team should have got a postseason ban, and they didn't get anything. I, they, I, got a, they got a slap on the wrist. I do agree with a postseason ban. I I you know because it, I, it's it's evident, it's clear the numbers back it up that they cheated, and whether. Whether Altuve knew there was a buzzer or they flashed a light in the in the stands or Whistles there was a whistle can, yeah. or a garbage can or or a tinker toy or a Anything. puzzly do or whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it was, we know that they did it and that they used it and that's how they won their championship. And they can't feel good about that. Baseball can't feel good about that. But I'll tell you where the problem lies is you have a collective bargain agreement coming up after next season. And if you're baseball and if you're the union, you're really picking your battles between then and now. This is a pretty major thing. This is the kind of thing that could really cause some friction as you head into your next collective bargaining. And you don't want that. That's just going to make matters worse. So I think the commissioner's approaching it from the standpoint of we're going to go after the team, not the players, is not to upset Tony Clark and the players union. What's Tony Clark willing to do? Um, but Rob Manfred has to be careful because his job is associated with the owners. The owners control his job. So if he, you know what I mean? I think that's another telling story. Is he probably didn't want to go too hard because you got to worry about your job, right? If well, that's those, your boss. That's, sure. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that he's very, I think he's waiting to see on the Red Sox thing because I think now he's really saying the backlash he's getting now on the Houston thing 
Maybe Red Sox get it worse. Probably not because the Astros are the originators. I don't think the players tr- trust Manfred. But I'll put it this way: I don't think they trust Manfred. They don't I, respect. I, him. I don't think they respect him, and I think they would give him no uh, no this vote of confidence. Will be good for baseball in one standpoint. I think it will bring more popularity because people will be interested. Not more popularity. It'll no, bring no, more no. eyes. It'll, br- it'll bring more eyes. Well, popularity in the sense that people will tune in to what occurs in the Astros games. Fans might go just to see the Astros to boo them. That could bring attendance would, up in yes, stands it would just bring the, uh, and stadiums. Would, yes. That's what I'm saying. Popularity, and that's because popularity can be anything, Trev. It can be eye, viewership through Twitter. It can be viewership through actually being at the game. So I don't know. I'm wondering how that will play out. Maybe some people get turned off and say, you know what? That's another reason why I hate baseball. But I could see it from the other standpoint. We're going, hey, listen. I'm going to see the Angels play this week because they're playing against the Astros, and I'm going to boo the hell out of them. Do you think it helps baseball? Uh, no, I don't think it helps in any way, shape, or form. I think it's another black eye to the game, and I think it's a weak response by the game. I'm surprised more Yeah, but more it's not a black eye in the NFL when the cheating goes on. I wonder why more owners haven't spoken out. I wonder why more players haven't spoken out. It seems only the Yankees and the Dodgers are upset by because this. Because there's only two are teams Are other teams doing it? Were other teams involved? Is this a more widespread problem? Is that the reason why baseball is trying to keep it under wraps? Is that why the slap on the wrist for the Astros and seemingly for the Red Sox? Do you think that's why it's probably like other teams, like you said early on with like the Padres and the Rays and stuff like that? Do you think they just teams like that just don't care and us Dodger fans or Yankee fans and Dodger fans are the ones that are voicing our frustration about this whole thing? Whereas, like you said earlier, the other 27 teams... Do they really care I, about it, or is it impacting them? I as- think non-championship markets don't understand the magnitude of being cheated out of a championship. Well, I also they think, don't even know what it's like. Yeah, they but I also the think, World Series with indifference. I think the other big thing is, look at the two teams we're talking about, the Yankees and the Dodgers, two of the biggest markets, New York and Dodgers. But mm. where were the games played? ALCS and the World Series, the two biggest yeah. parts of the baseball season. No one cares about Game 137 in Los Angeles, Angels, or in Texas, they don't. Ranger fans are like, "All right, we did a three-game set, or whatever. Maybe, we still won seven. We only won seven games." Actually, it does impact everybody because you're seeing the players come out and have and and have really said, "Wow, this is like ticked." They they've been pissed off. They're gonna. Yeah, they're but gonna, how many players have really come out? Right? You haven't heard people from the from the Texas Rangers. I haven't heard Mike Trout or Altu. Anybody from the Angels? I haven't heard those guys. I haven't heard but the guys that play in the more, division. You've heard I'm more. Any, pl- you've heard more players than. Yeah, but it's not been. Yeah, but that you've loud. heard from the players that you would expect to hear from guys yeah. like Trevor Bauer. Yeah, that, that's the, the guy kind that of has guy a big mouth. The out. same guy that's called Manfred a, an idiot for trying to he add more postseason games. I think Manfred's clueless, and I think this is one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, of him just not knowing what he's doing with baseball. He's too soft of a commissioner, and this was a golden opportunity for him to literally lay the law down and show and get respect I from will... get respect from people around the league, and you completely flop. But here's here's this, here's something I can play devil's advocate. This is the first time we've ever seen anything to this extent. So not knowing how to penalize someone. Because of this, isn't it? Could be, you know, like you don't really know how to punish. You don't want to be too extreme, but you also don't want to be too soft. You impacted. He thought he was doing right by draft pick five million dollars. That does nothing. You impacted championships. That enough right there should be at least 
At least consider. Yeah, but if you said that a, a month ago, people would have thought you were crazy. Why? I said it. I said it when it first came out that they should have got yeah, a post. Joe, Joe and me both said that's no. That's fine. And Joe has finally come to the good side and joined me. <laughs> but it's true. Again, when, when you affect championships, right? Look, I think I think if you're if you're more outraged about the steroid era, then then you're slightly misguided in in what you're actually upset. You don't about. care about championships. You were upset about records, and and that's important. But more important than records in this sport is the record of who won the World Series every year, who the champion was. Yep. And you've affected that, and you've affected it. And again, you you talk about the the the, the Chicago Black Sox. Black Sox. You know, everybody knows what, what Shoeless Joe did in that series. Well, he got banned with everybody else. Because we, we you, you can't assume, maybe maybe Joe Jackson was going to hit 650 in that series instead of 475. No, nobody knows. It, it's hard to quantify cheating. It's hard to quantify, like, I, we talk about steroids all the time. What's the, what's, what's the, what's the sinister part of using steroids? What's the sinister part of it? Is it the going to the gym and spending two more hours there? Is it not skipping leg day because you took steroids and your body recovered a little faster, so you spent three hours on the bike? That that's that's the sinister edge that they're going for when when taking steroids. I think the sinister part of the steroid was because of what you said with baseball, the holy records. Yeah, and that's really what it comes down to records. But now we're talking about championships at a whole nother level. And I totally agree with you. Championships hold a higher value, and I think in everyone's mind more so than regular records. I've stayed. I've stayed. Rob true. Manfred hasn't taken it serious enough. Nope. And and I think if you were to ask him right in this moment which of these things was worse, I think he would. I think he would think it was the steroids, and that's why I say I think that's misguided. I I think I think when you because you can't quantify well. Is that the reason they won the World Series? They did have a good team, but it's that extra edge. And we don't know we don't know how often it was employed or which games or it was employed. Or if it was in every game or just in the post. We don't know. We just don't, look at yeah, when they we, play the Yankees. When they played the Yankees, they couldn't beat the Yankees at Yankee Stadium and they had no problem at home. They and were you, a different team. Yeah. Yeah, they were you, a completely different bat, team. You saw the batting average. How about the batting uh, average? You just if you well, just looked at the game. I mean, that's I know, a telling well, sign. I'm, and I'm not knocking what you said. <laughs> I mean, that's a telling <laughs> sign. When you're, hell with the 300 yeah, They actually off. keep a statistical factual piece of evidence to back up what you're saying called the batting average. I just look at the scores of the games. I mean, you could just tell. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were a completely different team. They were winning easily at home, and then when they went to Rome, they're losing 11-2, to 9-1. It's like, wait, this is the same team two nights ago? That It was just two different, completely different. It was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I the think, way I can explain it. I think it. baseball as a whole has really missed an opportunity to capitalize. Capitalize, yes. Capitalize on this. This mis—it's not a mistake. This is something that they did, and for the opportunities that this team has had, live TV, interviews, press conferences, and never to mention the word "cheated" once should say all that it needs to. That this team should have got more than it did, and all they got was a slap on their wrist. And I blame Rob Manfred for that. And lack th- of integrity all around. Just a lack of. It integrity. hurts the integrity, and everybody that is. Kind of been, you know, on the fence with baseball recently. 
Well, this ain't going to help. No, this is this, bad. This is definitely not going to help your case, baseball. I know you're trying to make rule, to change rules and stuff like that, and you're trying to get uh, get with the times because of the NBA and the NFL doing that, but doesn't matter what you do right now. The reason people are tuning in for baseball now is because of this big black eye. And Rob Manfred had the opportunity, and the Houston Astros had the opportunity to come out and say, we're sorry we cheated. Nope. And that's why it doesn't help anything that they've done since this all came out. Speaking of the Dodgers and the Yankees, I wanted to get into this because, well, these are the two favorites right now. These are the two odds-on favorites. And I want to know, asking you as a Yankee fan, you know the moves that both these teams made. Mookie Betts finally gets traded, going to the Dodgers. But who's the team that faces the most pressure coming into this season? Is it the Dodgers? Or is it the Bombers? Well, I think it's got to be the Dodgers because of the consecutive years that have ended in failure. This, you know, seven in a row divisions, is that that what they're up to? Since 2012, yeah, like, yeah. Right? How many? How many national, I mean, how many nationally championships? Four? They've been to the World World Series to odd appearances in three years. Yeah. And, and, And it's funny, since 2017, we're all in this year. All right, next year, we're all in this year. 2009, we're all in this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and now here's the thing. So you, you, at one point you had one, if not the best pitcher in baseball, in Clayton Kershaw. You, you got rid of Don Mantle. You brought Dave Martinez. You got, the, you got the MVP in Cody Bellinger. Now you got the other AL MVP in Mookie Betts. I mean, your lineup is studded. You have multiple uh, all-star pitchers. I mean, there is literally no excuse for them. But can't you say the same about... But I wasn't going to say the Dodgers. My answer is going to be the Yankees. Yankees. From I was originally in the Dodgers because I'm I'm watching their thing. They had that question out, and I heard someone say the Dodgers because of that reason. Every year's all-in. So, like, how many all-in years before it's like, all right, this is a failure? But I'm going to say it from the Yankee fans that we haven't won a World Series in a decade, and that's... It's totally unusual for a Yankee fan. I don't, and I, you would say, "Well, Ted, when's the last time the Dodgers won one?" Totally understand where you're coming from. Are you man. alive? Eighty-eight well, is the answer. I know. I know. Well, no, I know you I, do. I just want it stated. Were you alive? Say, I was about to say you. Real were quick, just, to you say just ten be... years without a championship, I, I understand that. Well, as Yankee fans, you know how we I understand that. Things. But let's be honest. Really, it, it was 12, 13, and fourteen were the only years where. In, in, in that 10-year run where you didn't feel good about the Yankee teams, you know, uh, they were obviously retooling and rebuilding, and, 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 and things have certainly worked out. The Yankees were supposed to win a World Series last year. That was the plan. Cashman rolled out going 15 in the 16, and it was pretty much on, on track, uh, and we now know why they didn't win a World Series. <laughs> Um, right. And I think I, but well, I maybe think, in 2017 or so. I think for the Dodgers, I think when you go all in, I mean, what was the Yankees all in move? Give it a ton of money to to, to that's to what, the best pitcher well, in baseball. Well, that's why I was gonna say that's, it's not really going all in. Here's it's same it, team basically. Here's my thing about the Dodgers. Whatever the Dodgers are, the Dodgers don't care. I'm a Yankee fan, and what everybody's been saying that we've always, oh we need a starting pitcher. It's always oh we need this. Okay, well we got Garrett Cole. If we don't win this year, what is the what is our excuse for not winning it? I mean, we, you just said we got the best pitcher in baseball. I don't care what anybody says. He's the best pitcher in New York, and he's the best pitcher in baseball. Sorry, Met fans. DeGrom's up there. Don't get me wrong. I know you love your boy DeGrom. Best 10-game winner in baseball. 
ever. Year after year. Ever. Two times Cy Young. Baby. Yeah. But what would be the excuse for the Yankees if they didn't win it this year? So uh, the Yankees the Do- are going to... That means the Dodgers would have beaten them in the World Series. Right. The Yankees they are going to win 100 games. They both have to be in the World Series because if neither one of them or if one of them doesn't make it, it's a total failure. Listen, the Yankees... It, I thought someone at work made a perfect... This is almost has to be the Yankees in the World Series. Like, the Red Sox are in a rebuilding year. So the Red Sox are kind of like, all right, Yankees, this is your year's year to get to the World Series. The Astros... They didn't I, get no postseason ban, so they're still on play. Now, they lost Garrett Cole, too. So, really, it's Minnesota and Houston maybe our biggest competition. We've owned Minnesota. Um, but as Yankee fans, it has to be at least in the World Series. The Dodgers, I think it's, it's inevitable, too. I, it's such a tough thing because... I, th- well, I think you can make the argument for both of us. Yankees haven't won in 10 years, but you said, Joe, Dodgers haven't won since 1988. And, like, when this whole Dodgers organization was bought by Magic Johnson and a bunch of the other rich people, like, what was it? How long is it? It's probably been almost seven, eight years now, maybe even longer. Something like this, that. This is what they have been brewing for. And now you get Mookie Betts. And Cody Bellinger, and Clayton Kershaw, and Bueller, and and then Max Muncie. I mean, you can just, I mean, Jack Peterson doesn't have a job. I mean, he's on the team, but he just doesn't have a spot because they're so talented. They might be more talented, position top to bottom than the Yankees. You can might make the argument, top to bottom throughout. That's all I'm trying to say is that if the Yankees and close, then your point would be if the Yankees don't win. What's the excuse? I mean, MLB saying? just came out with their top 100 players, and three and four were Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger. Your point about the Dodgers, and I was going to make the Jock Peterson, the idea he doesn't even have a job. He had 38 home runs last year. Uh, and they're trying to trade him off because there's no room for him. Right. I mean, they're, this this team is completely retooling. They're, they're, betting, uh, they're betting heavily here on Mookie Betts being a difference maker. And if you don't win it, you might lose him. And I'm, well, you're, you're, you're going to lose him. You're going to lose him regardless. You're going to lose him regardless. He's going to become a free agent after the season. You don't think he resigns with them? He may, okay. because they may offer him the most money, but that's where Mookie's going. Mookie's going to the team that gives him a top two or three contract and in the game. And we've already seen it. Yeah. With the Red Sox. Um, the Red Sox are out. The Dodgers might well be in, but there's no guarantee that they'd be able to get him. If the Yankees wanted to, they could certainly go out and get Mookie Betts, and I'm not saying they should or they will or anything like that, but he'll be open to the highest bidder. That would be hilarious, though. Um, but would be problematic with all their guys. Long story short, I, I look, if, if you're the Dodgers, you are betting the house on 2020. You're trying to, you're trying to get yours where you feel you've been, had stolen from you the past three or four years. So you're going all in this team. We've seen them take the dumps from the Red Sox before they had a pretty good pitcher in David price who should do a lot better in the national league. I would think, but you are going to have to play in the postseason and specifically in the World Series. And, yeah, you know, if you're a betting man, them Dodger pitchers. We'll see what happens. It's not really it's not really their forte. Well, so, I'm excited to see the Yankees back. And I'm glad we don't have to deal with any issues. So, we'll see how it happens. We'll see what happens. Except for Paxton, Paxton's butt. Yeah. Dealing with that right now. It's a handful. Here we go again, right? Joe. <laughs> As always, <laughs> you know what you just said. <laughs> I didn't hear what you. I didn't. It just flew over my head. Talked about his butt, and it was a handful. <laughs> I'm confused. I said dealing with Paxton's butt. It's a handful. It's a handful. 
Cute. Thank you. No, it's Valentine's okay. Day. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, Happy Valentine's Day. Joe, as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, we boys. We appreciate it, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're talking about quarterback movement. It's a quarterback-driven league, right? Well, why are there so many quarterbacks on the market? Where's the best fits? New York Giants plan going forward. What do the Bears and the Bucks do? And is Joe Burrow a lock for the number one pick still with Cincinnati? You're listening to Keys to the City. We'll be right back, ladies and You're listening to Keys to the City, brought to you by All Noise Radio. Here's your host, Trevor and Ted. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to This City. So, like I said, this is supposed to be a, a loving day, right? It's Valentine's Day. Then where is the love for the quarterbacks? Why is there so... where The possibility... And I, ta- I was talking to you, Ted, on the way up here, and I was like, this offseason, you're know, like, well, this it's always interesting in the offseason. I was like, no, but this has a different feel to it because of the factor of look at the quarterbacks that are available. Look at the quarterbacks that could be on the market. I mean, we're talking about Drew Brees, Hall of Famer Drew Brees, Hall of Famer Phillip Rivers, Hall- the greatest quarterback of all time for the first time ever, Tom Brady, it co- is going to be on the market. I mean, he might not be in a New England Patriot jersey next year. You think about all these quarterbacks, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, I mean, Derek Carr, to just name, Ryan Tannehill, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm just naming it. And that's not even including the draft where you got Tua and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert, the three big names, the three big quarterbacks this year. What is going to happen with that? It's just so fascinating. And as a football fan, it gets you excited because of the the endless possibilities movements that could really happen things that we never thought would happen Tom Brady not in a Patriot uniform it could become a reality this season and that's where I wanted to that's what we're talking about is the quarterbacks because like we always talk about and everybody wants to say it's a quarterback driven league so you look at all these quarterbacks and it's some of the biggest names in the league like I said, and they all will have major impacts on where oh, they yeah, go. Oh yeah, wherever I mean, they go. So we any time a quarterback moves is a major impact. To see the handful, at least eight to nine quarterbacks, maybe on the move, possibly, and we're not even including Dak Prescott. What's going to happen with him as well? It impacts greatly. But just think about Tom Brady and Phil Rivers, two legendary guys. One guy is even Drew Brees. Well, he's not going anywhere. If he he's leaves, either, he's, if he retires, he's either retiring. But that's another. If he oh, well, retires, I, it's. I, I mean, no. Think I under, about and it. I understand where you're coming from because that would greatly affect the Saints and how the Saints go forward in their process. You know, do they resign Teddy Bridgewater? Is Taysom Hill, the guy who's thrown less than 30 passes in his career, going to take over for the guy who has the most passing yards ever? And Drew Brees. 
Just well, think about, I, I, just think no, about I know. that as well. One of the best quarterbacks of all time. So how does that change the perspective of the Saints? You know what I mean? That there is more so than I think any other year, the quarterbacks this year. I mean, usually there's like one, maybe two quarterbacks, but you don't really rarely see big time quarterbacks out on the open market. Teams don't allow that. Now, Tom Brady, there's a legitimate chance that he's not playing for the Patriots this year. I still, I won't believe it until I actually see it because well, that's how I well, look at it. Let's get into it then, since we're going to talk. Since we're talking about the quarterbacks, sure, no we got a handful of names. Got about six names that we're going to go through, and what's the best fit for them? And we're going to start with the go, Tom Brady, TB12. Where is the best fit for him? Is it the Chargers? Is it the Patriots? Is it the Cowboys? Maybe is, is, does that? I mean, hey, don't, don't look at me with your roll your eyes because why you've not? Seen, because you've seen it all over yeah, sports. Yeah, but because that's media. They want to put. They want to push the story. What if up. it happened? I, because Michael Irvin came out and said that Tom. What Brady, if it happened? So what are they going to do with Dak? They're really going to go all in for Tom Brady for one year, and then just let Dak walk? Not my problem. I know. I could care. That's I, not part of the conversation. Though. I know, but what do you want me to say? So if it happens, it happens. So they you, decide to go, uh, they make a move like that. I, what do you want me to say? See you later, Dak. Yeah, I mean, good, I mean, see you later, Dak. Good luck in your future. Well, endeavors. you know, well, you know, what? then someone else will pay him then, and it'll be someone else's issue. Right, good luck. Good luck with that. But Tom Brady, what is the best fit for him? It's got to be New England. It's the obvious. Stick to what you know. Stick to what you do. You got the greatest coach of all time. You have the best run well organization in the New England Patriots. We know they have issues offensively. We know that. That's obvious. They don't have the cap salary cap too to make a lot of big moves. Maybe they can make a trade. Listen, they need another receiver. They need a tight end, and they need at least another one or two offensive linemen to give Brady protection. We know that. That's the obvious. But here's the tricky part. They don't have the salary cap to make the move. All right, to make the big splash move. And the other thing is, there's no guarantee. They want to get Brady's deal signed because here's the thing. If, if you're Greg Olson, right, mm-hmm. and you're the Patriots, you're trying to sell Greg Olson to come to the Patriots, he's probably not going to sign until he knows Tom Brady's going to sign. But here's the catch. Tom Brady's not going to sign and be like, so you're crap. You're like, okay, I'm Brady. You're like, listen, we're going to get you guys but we need you to sign this deal so then we can figure out. So I sign, but then you guys don't get the players that I need or we want. Then what? Then you're screwed. I think if, if Brady leaves, I think the Patriots, yeah, they might get a, a, a Andy Dalton if they can, or maybe they draft a court. But if they lose Brady, boy, oh, boy, Patriot fans, I think the if, downfall starts when Brady leaves. And if, if, if he becomes, like I said, a, a real possibility – I mean, talk about an impact in the league. I think the wherever way, he goes. I think if I had to choose a team, if he was going to leave New England, where I think he would best fit would either be the Colts or the Chargers. Okay. Now I say the Colts because of their offensive line and playing in the dome, so he wouldn't have to deal with weather. Not that it's a big issue for him. But I, th- I, I think I think Ted, I agree with you. I think one hundred percent. I think the best is pay, is New England because. He's loved there. I mean, he's he's like a god there. He, he is he, god he, there. He is literally everything to the New England Patriots he might be fan more base, respected the organization. He's loved. He'll forever be enshrined as the greatest quarterback of all time and the greatest quarterback in that franchise. And, I mean, think about it. For 20 years, what he's been able to accomplish in 20 years. 
the best bet is for him to go back to New England and try to win another championship. Now, quick question. I will ask you. Someone just posted on our thing. Steve Rezzer said, what about the Titans? And I said, I say, I think that's I, that's not out of the question. I think the Titans with Rabel there, the way they play the the way they play football, running the football, run style first, play action. I mean, just look, they were just in the AFC Championship game. You had Brady with Derrick Henry and the way they run their philosophy. Why not? Yeah, but he, I don't. Ha- I could see that happening. Do I'd they have? En- do they have enough weapons for him? And is, is better than what the Patriots and, and, offered. And is Tennessee intriguing enough for him? Better than what the Patriots offered. That's all I'll say. I'm telling you one thing. Giselle ain't looking to go to Nashville. Doesn't have to. She could stay in Miami or wherever she wants. <laughs> so New England, I would say. The next, Cam Newton. What's the best for him? And we were talking about him with Stafford. Who would you rather have and where? Because both guys would have to be traded for. Both could, yes. And I think he needs to go to a place where... To me, I think it's the Chargers. I think the Chargers because that fan base, that organization needs like a rejuvenation. They they need something to be excited about because the past couple of years, they it's been like, eh. Oh, yeah, the Chargers are there. They're pretty good. But who cares? They need that flashiness. And Cam Newton is the definition of bringing the flash. Why not go to L.A., going into a new stadium, Becoming the face of the fran- becoming a franchise quarterback again, and then hey, guess what? You draft a quarterback. Why not go there? They like- need something. They need a new beginning because right now, where the Chargers are, they're kind of in a meh, a meh state. So for it's me- like a bo- it's like a bland state right so now. So for, for me, for this conversation. I do like where you're coming with the Chargers. He's kind of a Hollywood-type guy, all right? L.A., the, the charismatic, the fashion. It would be good for his brand. But I think if you had to come to another team that would work really well with him, it would be the Chicago Bears. One reason, they have multiple skill players on that team. I love the coach, Matt Nagy. He can do multiple things for him. You can use him in the run-pass option. You got Tariq Cohen. Listen, they drafted a running back last year. They have Allen Robinson. And they have a legit defense, something that – Carolina had when Cam Newton was had that MVP season and they went to the Super Bowl. So for me, I think a better fit would be Chicago. I think the offense corner and Matt Nagy would be able to use Cam Newton in a better fit. But you're going to have to make a trade for him. Okay. And I don't know if Chicago is willing to trade whatever Carolina is going to be asking for because I believe it's going to be they're going to ask for at least a second. Is Chicago willing to give up? They might not have the assets. I haven't we'll looked. Talk, we'll talk, I haven't we'll looked talk about that, Chicago. We'll talk about Chicago. But do they have the assets to trade for Cam Newton? And are you going to trade for a guy that has injury-prone concerns? Especially, it's not too well as a young kid coming in. It's a guy that you've already seen and taken the beating of an NFL season. I'm going to wait on Jameis Winston because we're going to talk about the Bucks and we're going to talk about the Bears as well. Next one is Phillip Rivers. He's officially done with the L.A. Chargers. It's official. And just think, the way that the Chargers handled that whole situation and then the Giants. I'm glad the Giants had Eli Manning and the Chargers had Phillip Rivers. But he's one of the main movements as well. Where does he go? Does he go to Tampa? Does he go to Tennessee? Does he go to the Colts? Maybe the Char- I mean the Patriots? Like, can you imagine if you went to the Patriots? They swap. I mean, just imagine that. But what? Where? Where does Philip Rivers go? For the first time in his career, he's going to be going to a new city, a new franchise. And, well, 
His career is coming to an end soon. So where is the best fit for a guy that is desperately, and I mean desperately, looking to not just win a Super Bowl, but to get to a Super Bowl? He hasn't even been to one. So who gives him the best opportunity, Ted? Colts. It's for, Melvin Gordon came out on the NFL Network said, and he, he believes that Philip Rivers will end up being in, in Indianapolis. I kind of like the move too. Got a solid offense line, got some weapons, got a got a good running game. They got to work on their defense a little. But the other reasons, their fellow offensive coordinator and quarterback coach in San, Di- uh, San Diego at the time when he was there in San Diego is now in the Indianapolis Colts. So it might be a really good fit. And we know Jacoby Brissett's a nice quarterback, but we know who he is, man. He's he's a He's average. a guy that's he's a spot. Average. He's a spot starter. He's a guy that's going to be able to fill in when you're starting he's quarterback an is out. Qu- he's an average. He's a below average. Average is what Dak Prescott is. Okay, let's okay. get that straight. Okay. Below average, he's in the twenty range. He's in the twenty to thirty range. Dak is more in the fifteen to ten range. Let's be. Let's let's separate these two guys. Okay. Okay. But I think the Colts, and I believe the Colts, if and I, I got- believe it's a good fit for him. Well, from the reports that you've heard. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers want to get all defense. So maybe they're not prioritizing on Phillip Rivers. So to me, Ted, I'm going to also agree with you on this one too because I think the Colts give them the best opportunity to maybe win a championship. And you look at the AFC, All the, I mean, to me still, the AFC, I know the Chiefs just won, but if Brady goes back to New England, that still leaves them. Big Ben's coming back. If he could go to the Colts in a weaker division – I know the Texans are there, but you put Philip Rivers. Would he ever go to Oakland? Would no, they make the no, move? No, not that? no. I do not see him going to. I'm a, just. I'm, no, a, I'm asking no, you personally. Not going to a division rival. I just think that would be all terrible. I just it would be no. It just doesn't look right. And 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 I for a guy that's been in, in San Diego slash L A for that long to go to a division foe, and Oakland of all teams. Oof. Now if you're Boy, Mi- that would be a, now if you're ooh. Miami, would you sign? Phil Rivers for a year and hold on to Tua. And I think let, uh, to and, me and, and Phil, let him no. sit. Philip Rivers, Rivers needs to. What's best for him is try to find a team that gives him the best opportunity to win a championship because that's all we ever talk about with Philip Rivers now. And Miami, but and, Miami and, has and a lot of cap space. That's they have true. Three draft picks, but they could they, sit on Tua need, and get some other can't players. Can't wait. You can't wait. He's not waiting another three. He's not going to be around another three or four years. He needs to win now. And but he if needs, Brady leaves New England, he that needs, division opens up. He needs to win now. And the Colts give them the best chance. Let me close out with one more quarterback, and then we'll get into the Bucks and then the Bears. And that's Teddy Bridgewater. Last year, he could have been, he could have got his money last year, but he decided to come back to the Saints for a one-year contract, played the five games, played pretty well too as well. So... Where's Teddy Bridgewater going to go? Who's going to want him? And how much are they going to be willing to spend for a guy that you still kind of have questions? Still question marks. See, here, this is a tough one for me because I, I, I don't know what's the best fit for him. Uh, you know what the best fit is. You just don't know what the guy above him is going to do. The Saints. Yes, it's definitely the Saints. Okay. We saw where he maximized. He was 5-0 and as a starting quarterback. He... Listen, you know what this team is, man. They got the one of the best, if not the best, receiver in football. You got a top five or ten running back in Alvin Kamara. You have one of the best coaches, one of the best offensive mind, minds, intuitive, bless you, but I, schemes, wise, and Sean Payton. I think that they they all they want to go after it with Taysom Hill. Oh, I got the sniffles. I got this. You don't even say God bless me. 
I said Bushy the first time. You should say it again. I don't need to. You say it <laughs> once. Say it at least two times. Teddy Bridge. It- Man. <laughs> I, do I have to here's, agree with you again? here's the thing I don't see him working I don't like agree I don't see him working in Chicago I I don't see him working in in LA for the Chargers I, you got Tyrod Taylor I don't need it's like the same guy just a little bit more athletic than Tyrod Taylor I just don't see it I mean other teams are gonna be where where's the possibility right I mean he's not going to the Bucks because Bruce Arians is a vertical down the th- field throw and he doesn't have that type of arm. Okay, he's more of a West Coast guy. He's more of a Jimmy G guy than he is a Matthew Stafford. I would say the Saints too, just because I think Tannehill's going to go back to the Tennessee Titans. Brady. Yeah, well, I mean, still... why would you bring Bridgewater in if you have Tannehill? Tannehill just led you to the AFC Championship game. Maybe you the would pa- re- maybe you would, the Patriots. You would resign. Maybe the Patriots. Maybe. All depends on what Brady does. That might not be a bad spot. At least in the coaching standpoint, he won't have many weapons around, but we'll see what he's looking for in money, too, because he's given bargain deals to the Saints like the past I said, two seasons. Like I said, this is a quarterback-driven league, and you name one of the big names in this in this league who could be on the move. And well, we don't know what's going to go on. With, here's another thing. We don't know what's going to go on with Derek Carr, okay, because there has already been speculation that if Brady does go to free agency, the Raiders are going after Brady. Yeah. I was reading on other reports last night. I, multiple can't, reports. I can't see him in an Oakland. I know, Raiders, but Vegas, Vegas, you need Raiders. to make an impact, right? You said Cam so would LA years, the Chargers. I guess, I guess maybe, it's going to be a two-year plan. Would Would Bridgewater maybe? Go, see, I don't think like I'm gonna. I don't think Bridgewater going to the Raiders is legit. Like Derek Carr, you can't tell me Teddy Bridgewater is that much better than Derek Carr. He's not. So so where does he go now? Does he get left out of the shuffle? Does he have to? T- I don't know. It, it's going to be very interesting starting March sixteenth. Yeah. So one of the big names that who could be on the move as well is a former number one pick, and that's Jameis Winston. And then the other team where you heard the swirls of rumors now this week that the Chicago Bears could be trying to get back. They don't have a first-round pick, so they're trying to get back into the first round, and they're trying to go as high as number two with willing to trade their Did best. Did you read that anywhere else other than what you tagged me in on Facebook? I mean, I've seen that. That was actually the second or third time I saw. Do you that. think they're really going to trade their best defensive player? Whew. He's got big money Man, though. They just signed they him. They just signed him two years ago. It just shows to me that they're not fully in. I'm, I'm Mitchell Trubisky. Now, what did the, what did the Bears do? Are yeah, they but go- who, are they, who are they drafting at number two if you're going up there? Because you're not getting Burrow. And you, why would dra- you? Do they draft Herbert? No. Do they dra- you never know. You it, it never would you don't too, you can't say no, you never know though. Based on every report all depend, you know all depends on the system. I will put it Matt this way. Matt Nagy likes to run those if different If Tua type. was healthy and never got hurt, he would be the number one pick. Uh, yeah, probably. Over Burrow. Matt Nagy likes to run those types of offenses like Oregon does. Run the football, quick jet sweeps, a lot of motion. Well, I also a lot heard of the Bengals sweep. really loved Herbert because they coached him. Yeah, that's what, I'm try- that's what I'm trying to say. Justin Herbert, and they're willing to try to get I don't up like him number- as high as a lot of other people. What do I the don't. Bears do? What does that mean for Mitchell Dubisky? Is his time as a co- starting quarterback in this league over with already? I think you need to bring competition in, though. I mean, talk about one of the... Oh. The big misses in this dra- and and draft history. Well, we haven't even like, talked about guys like Andy Dawn, who's going to be out. Yeah, there. what is and he's going to be a veteran presence. So if you want to draft a rookie guy, like, and let's just use this for example, Miami, right? Yeah, I'm using the same standpoint. But Miami last year, when they had Fitzpatrick, they could do that. Use Fitzpatrick, or they can go a different way if they want Tua. You want that veteran presence? Yeah, of course. To lean on because Tua's not going to start off the bat. So, so what Burrow's are you trying to? Joe Burrow's going to go number one. 
we think. Well, a lot of times you like to see these teams bring a veteran guy in to to kind of yeah, coach but ho- up ho- ho- the rookie. Are, are you telling me that Andy Dalton would come into Chicago and Trubisky would be the backup? I mean, I, yeah. I think Andy Dalton— What does that do for Mitchell Trubisky? Who cares? You want to win football games, right? No. Is Andy Dalton a better value quarterback? No, at the his same position? quarterback. Might be better. How much? How much? I don't know how much. How do you want me to— Like, how, how, much is, how much is he— be- you ask me, I'm asking you the question. You can't just say, is he, is he a two- or three-game win above over Trubisky? Okay, so Trubisky won 12 games the year before, but did he really win 12 games? Like, legitimately, did he win the 12 games? The defense no, was, was outstanding. Obviously, the defense, yes, the defense did, played a major role I don't know. Maybe Andy Dolphins a safer play. Maybe he's the safer play and won't make the stupid mistake. Okay. I don't. You, I, don't, I don't know how you, you want me seem to, like you're getting a little uh, angry. Yeah, after, but I don't know how you want uh, me to quantify how he's better. You seem like he's a veteran guy. Maybe he won't make stupid mistakes. But that wouldn't that wouldn't make any sense. Why not? How about this? Because bring him in for because, co- bring him in for competition. Yeah, competition in worst case fine. scenario, you have Andy Dawn as but, the backup. But Mr. Trubisky's already been a starting quarterback, so why would wh- and he stunk. <laughs> I know, so so pretty much if you bring in Andy Dalton, just get rid of Mitchell Trubisky because that's the end of Mitchell Trubisky. Not necessarily. Sometimes competition brings out the best in people. I think you've seen the best from Mitchell Trubisky. That's just me. The Bucks now are a different situation. Don't get me angry already. Jesus. Hey, it's a loving day. You got to no, be loving. No, it's not a loving day with you. Brotherly love, baby. Yeah, right. That's brotherly love. Home. Huh? No. <laughs> What'd you say? I'm done with you. <laughs> That's brotherly love on Valentine's Day. Gotta love it. The Bucks, though. And like I said, Bruce Arians came out not too long ago and said that they're going to prioritize on defense. Never said anything about Jameis Winston. So where does Jameis Winston go? And you see, he just got uh, LASIK. Eyes, yeah, LASIK eye surgery. So now, he can, now we won't throw 30-something picks this year. He'll throw, throw 20. So what does Jameis Winston do? A former number one pick... Where does he go then? Could Andy Dawn go down there to Tampa? I mean, as a veteran guy, a cheap deal. See, this is what's making this NFL offseason. This is why the NFL is the NFL. Well, the Jags, I've heard, are trying to move on from Foles too. But so the, if he's a, if he's an option out there, that's another guy that we didn't mention in this conversation. But to get off of the whole the whole quarterback thing, this is why the NFL so is the NFL. It's the best, and it's and there's nothing for the people that ever think that the NBA will ever overtake. Stop. It's not ever going to happen because of headlines like this. You have headlines. We got no action of football right now, but what are we talking about? What is dominating the headlines other than the Houston Astros? Oh, where's Tom Brady going? What's Drew Brees going to do? Where's Phillip Rivers going to go? Is Jameis Winston going to be a buck next year? NFL draft. The NFL draft. Combine starts in like two weeks. I know. In two weeks. Two weeks. This is what makes the NFL the greatest thing, the greatest sport. Since In our country. Hey, since sliced bread. Since chicken parm. In our country. And that's why it will always be the most popular in our country. You in just our got country. me so hungry by saying chicken parm. I'm, I'm hungry too. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm my hung- God. Oh, you go out. You go get some food. What are you, getting, what are you getting for dinner tonight? I'm going to sleep. You're not going to do dinner? No, no dinner. I'm doing a bocce tonight. You're lucky. What do you think I should do? Lobster and steak or lobster and chicken? Let's just go to Tampa. I'm not buying tonight. <laughs> I told her. I love I it. I told her. I said, dinner's on you. I said, I took care of all the presents. I said, you you got Did dinner. Did you really? Yeah. That's awesome. Took advantage of the Macy's sales. Macy's Day sale, man. Presents Day. Jewelry. 
You're a nice guy. Jameis Winston, though. <laughs> He he's got to be on his best behavior. And last year we talk about him as a in a contract year. And boy oh boy, <laughs> talk about one of the most. I would like talk to about the you the the oddest season to ever have as a quarterback. I like to see him with an offensive guru. So teams that the I Bears. Would, the Bears, I think New England would be a great fit. Okay. And the Chargers. Because I saw someone put this on Instagram, and, I th- and I, it made real sense. He's still really young. What about He's only the Car- you could what, have how about your, this? You could have, your, if how, how he, you could have him for another 10 years. What about the Carolina Panthers? Because Carolina, maybe knowing that they might trade Cam, and they might not be able to get a hand on one of those quarterbacks, does Jameis Winston become an option with Matt Rule now under as the guy? I mean, well, here, here's my here's you got to think about this as a whole. I think you're looking to pay, Winston's looking to get paid. I don't think he's going to take a veteran a veteran minimum deal. So how much are you willing I, to spend? And on here's him? my thing, and I know I've used his name more than once, and people are like, dude, he's garbage. Stop bringing his name up. But maybe you hold Andy Dalton down for a year or two, right? Knowing that your team is rebuilding, next year you have a top five pick. You move on from Andy Dalton, and you draft a top five quarterback because there are two very good quarterbacks coming in next year's draft mm-hmm. in Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. and Justin Fields. And now you team up those two guys with possibly, if not the best back in football in Christian McCaffrey. So it gives you, are you, because they're not playing for playoff chances this year. This is about rebuilding, building mm-hmm. and getting salary cap. Mm-hmm. So maybe you make a move like it. Maybe you take a veteran guy and say, listen, we're building for next year. If we can't get a rookie quarterback, we get one of the two best quarterbacks next year. I mean, there you I go. Mean, Carolina, I mean, we haven't really ta- we haven't really mentioned they bring that bring that team up because of maybe we're assuming that Cam Newton's gonna come back, but all signs point to him. Cam getting, is a cheap deal right now. He's only eighteen million on the him cap. getting traded. So does Jameis become available? Mariota is another guy. We wouldn't even talk about Mariota, a former top uh, number two pick. I don't see him as a starting quarterback next season. Not yet. He he hasn't proven. I've seen the Bears. Trev, here's I, the thing. No, I, I, he had his chance at Tennessee. Maybe he wasn't right. And on, Ryan Tannehill wasn't on the, the, the right system. Maybe Trev, he, was, he had different offensive corner. It wasn't the same guy for four years. I don't, I don't know. I can't tell you. But listen, I will put it this way from my perspective, and I'll let you rebuttal me. You can tell if a guy can play right off the bat within the first two years, okay? Yeah. I can look at Daniel Jones this year and say, all right, Daniel Jones can play football at the end of a level, okay? He, he, can, he can be a solid quarterback going forward. I can look at quarterbacks like that. You could tell certain guys. You could tell Mahomes was ready. You can tell certain guys were ready. Now, you, could, you can give me the argument, hey, Ted, Tannehill didn't look that good in Miami, but he, was, he did play pretty well when he was healthy. He just wasn't healthy. He was, he was, he was all right. Now he's all right. Who knows? Maybe Mario goes to the Chargers because they are looking for an athletic quarterback. Mario and Tyrod Taylor are your quarterbacks for now, and that's how they move forward. Maybe that's the spot for him. Just think about all the names that we just talked about. I mean, some of the biggest names in the league. And we didn't mention Derek Carr, who could possibly get. That's traded. what I we said. Yeah, Derek Carr. You we don't, don't know what's going to go on with Dak. Listen. What goes on with the Washington thing? Because I know the GM has already come and said, Ah, Dwayne Haskins, the guaranteed starter, but. Coach Rivera had already come out too and said he's got to earn it. You got to earn your spot. Mm-hmm. So do they bring in a veteran guy like Andy Dalton or 
Maybe they bring in Mariota. Maybe they bring some competition. Competition brings the best out of it. Maybe Mariota goes to Chicago. It's going to be so intriguing. That's what makes this football season great. We're going to be talking about it nonstop, every day, every week. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, we're not talking about – there's no football, like, play on the field, but this is when it gets fun. The draft is right around the corner. Free agencies are right around the corner. The new start to the calendar season is right around the corner. And all the names – that could be on the move. Matthew Stafford. In the most important position in all the sports. Matthew Stafford's another one. I mean, whew. boy, oh boy, this is going to be a fun offseason. But we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Because we're talking about the NFL draft. And it's about our New York football giants. And one of the main questions is, what do the giants do with that fourth pick? Are the giants in a great position to stay there? And what would be the best decision for them? Would it be to trade back? Well, one of those quarterback-needed teams, the Bucks, the Chargers, the Panthers, Miami, and the Miami Dolphins, maybe even the Raiders, if they wanted to trade up. I mean, are the Giants in a great position that they could just stay and take one of the top defensive players on offensive linemen? What is the best decision for this New York Football Giant team, a team that's desperately needing? Playmakers desperately needing offense alignment. And it's a new regime. And it's kind of, it's a new regime that we all feel that there's hope. With this coaching staff, with Joe Judge now as the new guy, and Jason Garrett as Jason, our offensive coordinator. Jason Garrett as the <laughs> offensive coordinator, Mr. Clapp. It seems like the Giants are going in the right direction, but this is a, a draft and a free agency period that is, and we always say it, I know, it's uh, it's cliche. Oh, well, this is a huge offseason and a huge draft. I know last year was huge, but now what do you do? You got your franchise quarterback. You got your franchise running back. You need players on defense. You need draft assets as well. Do you trade back with one of those teams, or do you stay pat at four? And take the best available player there. To you, what would be the best decision for the New York football Giants? I wrote it on Twitter. I don't know if you saw it. Did you see what I wrote for us on Twitter? Isaiah I, said, I said the Giants have two decisions. You either take Isaiah Simmons at four. You could still prob probably or, get him. Or you trade back within the top ten. It has to be within the top ten. Yes. I would not go farther than... Eight or nine, to be honest with you. I don't want and, to. Unless, yes. unless someone it's an offer at you 12 or 14 was going to come up and give me a haul. Meaning so that's, get the, so me that's Oakland and that's Tampa. Oakland's got the 12, but they also got the 18th pick as well. So they got two first round draft picks. If and someone's giving me a the haul, whether I'm going to get their first round this year, first round next year, and two other picks, I'm getting four picks, then, I, then I'm, I'm interested. You got my ear. Excuse me. I said Isaiah Simmons first because I think he's one of the most talented players in this whole entire draft. He's a, he is a he's the second most talented player in this draft. He is a Swiss Army knife. He can do multiple things. He can play linebacker. He can rush the passer. He can play safety. He he can do a lot of things for the Giants. And when you have multiple holes in your defense. He can cover those things up because he can do multiple things. So in nickel coverage, he can stay on the field. In a base formation, he could stay on the field. If you want to go to um, a nickel and use him as a pass rusher, he can do that too. So you don't lose anything. You don't have to take him off the field. He, he could be a Tyron Matthew. Now, but, he could be a Derwin, but a bigger, faster. He could be a Derwin James. 
but he's bigger. He's built like a linebacker, but he's he has six, the speed four, of a 240. But he's got the speed of a safety. Or 6'3", 240. Now, I mean, yeah. I think the other legitimate thing, and I said it first, was you trade back if it was Miami or 6 or 7 or 8, the Chargers, whatever. You do something like that because you could still pick up you pick up draft assets because we did lose two draft picks when we traded for Leonard Williams, mm-hmm. and you could still get a top prospect. And you can and you can also still move up in the draft later on by getting those draft assets. So I think it's very intriguing. I think we'll figure out once free agency occurs how things play out. Will there be any moves beforehand? I think the best bet is to take Isaiah Simmons and stay put. But in but if and if someone is willing to give you the package that is deserving of moving up, then you do so. Like a couple years ago when the Colts came up, to, the Jets came up with the Colts from six to three. They gave up three second round picks. I'm all for it. Let's go because we're a team. We're not shooting for the Super Bowl next year. Our expectation is playoffs. Let's let's improve. Let's stop being a top five pick. Let's start. Let's start being in the twenties because our team is playing above. We got the quarterback. We got a running back. We got some offensive line pieces. We have a tight end that, if he could stay healthy, is very good in Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. We got a young rookie uh, receiver who showed promise in Darius Slayton. The biggest hole I see is in the defensive field. We need another pass rusher to go with Marcus Golden. We need a damn linebacker because we haven't had a real legit linebacker. In, Since Antonio Pierce. Antonio Pierce and Michael Barrow in those years. And we need some help in the secondary. But Isaiah Simmons can do all that. Mm-hmm. We drafted a lot of secondary guys last year. They got a lot of work in. So, you know, let's, that's why I think Isaiah Simmons is the right pick because he's a jack-of-all-trades. I think this is a golden opportunity for Dave Gettleman and Joe Judge and company just because of the, the situation you're in. You're at the, you, you have three quarterbacks that could go in the top seven in this draft, and the Giants are one of those teams, like the Detroit Lions, who are primed to trade back but not trade too far back and still – Get one of your ta- your players that you want and get more at multiple assets with it. So if they could get a guy like Isaiah Simmons, I'm all for it. I love Isaiah Simmons. That's who I want. That's who I want the Giants to get. And I think he would be an immediate impact player for us. And maybe he crosses off more than one box for you. Like you've said, whether that's, a cornerback, whether that's safety, whether that's linebacker, I think it's more safety whether that's linebacker, outside backer. I mean, the Giants desperately need pass rushers. The Giants desperately need a linebacker. The Giants desperately need secondary help. We wouldn't they, listen. We wouldn't be talking about this if the Giants didn't win their two games late in the season when they beat Washington and Miami. They would be the number two pick, and we'd be taking Chase Young, and there'd be no question. The Giants, about it. Are the Giants in a better position now than they were? If they didn't, if they were the number two pick, it's how you quantify what Chase Young brings to you yeah. and what you think you'll get at four or if you trade back. See, I think a lot of people look at Chase Young as a superior talent, like LT type talent, Khalil Mack, like mm-hmm. superior. Oh, yeah. I don't know if people look at Isaiah Simmons that way. Now, maybe because you don't know him that well, you haven't Ooh. watched him play. Then shame but, on you. That's a that's a hell of a football player right there. But That's I think a hell of a football but player because of what Chase Young playing Ohio State prime time and what he did, man. I mean, because 
Heisman, like Chase Young had that appeal. Let's be honest, Isaiah Simmons. Trev, you were the, talking about Chase Young as being the Heisman Trophy candidate. That's the type of impact. Well, he that was he a Heisman. Had. He was a Heisman candidate. No, I know, but that's like, how good he before, was. Before Isaiah Simmons was the best player on Clemson. Yes. Better than Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yes, he was the best player on that Clemson team because he was the do-it-all guy. He can do everything, Ted. You said it multiple times. But it he is can... it also helps to have Trevor Lawrence. Oh, obviously. I, mean, I, I, well, I but this, he did from a football everything. standpoint, he Trevor was, Lawrence is you, the number 1 guy. There was quarterback always not one play that you wouldn't see number 11. You'd see number 11 everywhere. Everywhere he was, he was on the field making plays. And that's what he brings to the table. That's what he brings to the football team. And the Giants have a golden opportunity, just like the Detroit Lions, to either stay pat, draft a defensive playmaker, or trade back. The, get Gi- multiple the Giants assets, would have took Chase mul- Young like Washington is because they found their quarterback get last multi- year. Get multiple assets back and still get the player that you wanted. So the Giants, I, I can't wait to see what this offseason brings for the Giants as well. Let me close out with one more thing on the draft. And the Joe Burrow, Cincinnati. Talk. Now we're hearing that Joe Burrow maybe doesn't want to go to Cincinnati. So what does Cincinnati do? Is Cincinnati considering Tua? Is Cincinnati considering Herbert? Is it a lock? I think it's all rumors. We all thought it was a lock, but is it a lock still? I think it's rumors. It's listen. We are going. Would they trade the pick? Who's coming up to one? That's the question. Miami. Miami. If they want, if they got three number one picks. Is Miami really going to willing to give up three number one picks when their team needs so All many? we've ever heard for the past year and a half tank is for tank for Tua with the Dolphins. The Dolphins were going to go 0-16 this year. They are going to be the worst team in NFL history, and they were going to draft Tua Taiva and get, be their franchise quarterback, and that was it. Now we're thinking a year and a half later, maybe they stay at three. Maybe they trade up to three. Or how much are they willing to trade up? How much are they willing to go for Tua? Can that be? I mean, think about that. We all thought Joe Burrow, instant, number one pick, Cincinnati, a lock. Is it still locked up? I, I believe so because we are going to hear so many stupid rumors for the next two months about all this crap about this guy and that guy and what team we're and where he goes. And listen, he's going to go to Cincinnati. It's it's inevitable. And what the only way, and even Adam Schefter, I mean, Adam Schefter came out and said you can book it that he's going to Cincinnati. And I believe that when, when they say that. The only way would be something some somebody would have to blow them out of the water. And Dolphins I think given the first three round first first three, three round picks. Yeah, that, then three, maybe they're three then first maybe, round, if, maybe three first round picks. Maybe if I'm Cincinnati, I could still get Herbert. I already coached him up, so I know what to expect. And I could still fill a lot more holes. Listen, that's something I would if I was the Bengals, I would legitimately take seriously. I don't know. I mean, would you? I mean, I would. Three first round picks? Yeah. yeah. I would consider See it. See you later. I would consider, yeah. See you later. I'll take the fifth pick and what and everything else. Damn. Can you imagine if the Dolphins are, I mean the Dolphins, they are all in on Tua. They really they they've been well, because they screwed because they screwed up by but Drew Brees. They, but they've been, and they're supposedly two is supposed to be the lefty. Well, you know what? That's they, the way that's why people But are I gotta at give Tua. them credit, the Dolphins. Because they have been consistent with what they've wanted. They've wanted Tua. They still feel the same about Tua. Of course. And as long as his medical still 
clears out, and you have and drafting. you have Fitzpatrick, like you said, the veteran presence. You start Fitzpatrick, you let, let to a city year, get him a hundred percent, a thousand percent healthy. Comes in next but, year. You no, know, you also have Josh Rose. <laughs> That's I'm, another quarterback that could be on the move too. I mean, I mean, you're just endless names, man. There's there's just there's just so much going on in the NFL. Things are really picking up. They're always picking up. But it's different. There's never a dead period in it's football. It's different this year because you got the, the There's really one period where it's dead, and it's the end of June from the No, it's, to the, the, to no, July. it's the first week after the Super Bowl, and that's it. No, it isn't. It's it's, no, it's, it's from it's, June to July because there's a dead period because that's when oh, all yeah, the players yeah, yeah. are off yep, the team. Yep. And then August 1st comes, and the teams are back, and that's when football kicks back up. Boy, oh, boy. It's going to be a hell of an offseason, and I can't wait. Ladies and gentlemen, we are signing off. Everybody have a great Valentine's Day. If you consider it a holiday. Do you consider it a holiday? Do you consider Valentine's Day a holiday? Because I don't. I think it's I think it's one stop. Of the, let's let's stop the conversation. I okay. just asked you I just asked I'm question. not answering that. What's I turned my mic off because No, you're not. Your mic's <laughs> I know, I turned it off previously, so let's go. Let's move on. Everybody happy Valentine's Day to all the people that believe it's a holiday. We are Keys to the City. If you didn't get a chance to check out our show, we are on Spotify and YouTube. You can check us out as well on Facebook, Keys to the City. Everybody, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.